the children of the forest. Welcome to episode 17 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm nine. I'm Liam, and I'm six, but almost seven in two and a, about two and a half months. Yeah, that's right. Cool. So, so yeah, we're here today. Um, we have a special episode today. Uh, it is our story time with Jedi Master Daddy Day, and uh, I have a story for you guys. And I think I'm just going to get right into it, but Liam, really quick, you wanted to say one Star Warsy thing that you uh, mm-hmm. wanted to bring up? Dad, I got me a, um, a, pun- a Star Wars punching bag, a Star Wars Rebels punching bag, and a pack of um, Star Wars and Star Wars Force Awakens. Um, trading cards. That's right. You had 20 check marks on your not waking mom and dad up in the morning chart. So <laughs> it was kind of a big, a big day. 20, 20 days. That's a, that's a pretty good milestone. Um, and we really appreciate that. So we kind of, uh, you know, just give you little things here or there. But I said for day, for the time when you have 20 days built up, it'd be kind of a special thing. 30 days might be another special one. A hundred days might be a really, 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 well, really special one. So the next, the next thing will be twenty-one days, and then it'll be twenty-two days. So it's going to be like, you know, uh, it's going to be quite a while until we hit that thirty days. Yeah, but, it's uh, going to be like half a year. Yeah, you'll get little prizes in between, but eight. once we hit that thirty, no, it's oh, are be, you doing math? It's going to be eight more, eight more. Wait, no. Hmm. 80 more things to get to 90. 80. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. Somewhere around there. Yep. No, wait, no. I'm 70. Not. 70? Okay. I'll trust you because your brain is pretty good with numbers and mine is not. So we're going to just go with that. You can also do it on the calculator when we're done with this. <laughs> you could. All right. So that was a Star Warsy thing that just happened today. Um,. But let's get into let's get into a little bit of uh, of story time. First, I want to say something about why we're doing this instead of talking about the latest news. Um, I have kind of I've stopped reading um, things about the movie. There's some stuff in Entertainment Weekly this week, and I know that Empire Magazine has also released some some news uh, photo. I think, but but I'm I'm kind of done. I'm not reading anymore. Uh, if another TV spot comes out, we'll probably watch it, but we're not going to do big analysis episodes of any any more video that comes out because I don't want to I don't want to look at it too much. Um, I'm going to come back and I'm going to read that Entertainment Weekly story after the movie comes out. It's only a month away. Um, I'll probably buy the magazine and I'll put it on the shelf, read it later, right? Because like I said, it's only a month. It's 31 days as we record this. 31 days. Uh, I know what I want to know about the movie. And I don't want to know anymore. I want to be surprised. We can wait. And I want the movie to be the experience that the filmmakers intended it to be. I want to watch The Force Awakens the way 
they want me to watch it. And, you know, I realize a lot of the stuff that's being released is official stuff. And I always said that if it's official, it's not a spoiler, right? If Lucasfilm wants us to know it, then it's not technically a spoiler, right? But... But... Yep. You don't know if it's actually from the movie. Mm. You don't know. Because they could be tricking us? Yes. Oh, they could be. Like, I think everybody assumes that Darth Vader's helmet is in the possession of Kylo Ren. But we never actually see Kylo Ren and Darth Vader's helmet in the same scene together, do we? We see Kylo Ren looking down and we see a helmet. We don't know if Kylo Ren's looking at that helmet. We have no idea, right? But the trailers make us think that Kylo is talking to Vader's busted up helmet. And trailers can trick you like that, right? They can totally take one thing from the end of the movie and make it seem like it's from the beginning of the movie if you're watching the trailer. So so I'm trying not to think that I know what the movie's about. I'm trying not to think that I know what comes next and what comes next because I don't want to be thinking about all that stuff when we're in the theater. I just want to don't. sit down and because I don't know exactly, Liam. So we have our tickets 31 days away. Oh my God, we got our tickets on Monday night a few weeks ago. And we did that Reaction Core episode for the official f full trailer. Uh, and we talked about getting our tickets then. Uh, I bought them on the internet. It was kind of boring. Even though the ticketing sites crashing because so many people were trying to buy tickets at the same time made it exciting. It was nothing like waiting in line to buy tickets. We didn't have to wait in line to buy these tickets. I had to refresh Fandango a few times, but that's about it. And this kind of bums me out, to tell you the truth. But... Being an adult with responsibilities and limited time, I can honestly say that I am glad that I didn't have to wait in line for this movie to get tickets. Even though I'm still kind of sad about it, I would much rather be able to buy tickets online. I really would. We'll probably get to the theater at least an hour early, though, before the movie starts, <laughs> to get in line for the movie. Uh, so and we could be, like, the... F like close to the first ones line, but I'm actually not sure if we're going to be the close. Oh no, we will not be. No, people are going to get in line hours early. If we get there an hour early, I think it will hopefully mean that we don't have to sit in the front row. But we still might not get the best seats, but that's just how it's going to be. Because you have school, I have work, we just, we're not going to get, you know, we're not going to get the mm -hmm. best seats, but that's Maybe okay. Two hours early? Well, we'll see. You could pick we'll us see. up from school. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do yes. that. <laughs> you have band after school. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And uh, so we'll pick you up from band and we'll go eat Chipotle, which is right next door to the theater. And then we'll just get in line. So we'll be in line, you know, maybe two hours early. It might be. We'll bring some lightsabers, maybe some books. I can, I'm going to have my... Lightsabers? Why yeah, lightsabers? To play. Just to have fun in the theater. Oh, We're going to an AMC theater. They're allowing lightsabers there. Some some theaters are not allowing people to bring lightsabers. What? Yeah. Play? Play lightsabers well, in the theater? Right. Yeah, they're not allowing real lightsabers either, Liam. Okay, but just <laughs> play lightsabers. I know, I know. They're people letting are... us play lightsabers in the theater. Well, it's a big, it's a big... Deal, I mean. Oh, sure. People are going to be dressed up, and yeah, we can have lightsabers and have little lightsaber fights or something while we're waiting in line. It'll be okay. We just got to make sure we don't turn them on during the movie because that would be distracting, right? Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I'm gonna have. I'm not gonna bring like my microphone and stuff, but we'll have 
Uh, my phone, we can maybe do little mini interviews with people waiting in line. If other kids are in line, it'd be kind of fun to see how are they anticipating, what are they looking forward to in this movie. Getting their pre-movie thoughts. No, and maybe if we if we could catch them on the way out of the theater and we can find like a quiet place to talk about the movie, we could maybe even ask them what they think about the movie after. But we'd want to make sure that we're not near anybody who is there to see the movie and hasn't seen it yet. Oh, yeah. oh because gosh. we got to be really careful when we leave that theater not to say, oh my gosh, I can't believe Han, Luke, and Leia all died. Right? We can't say that. But, but we're not sure what they did. We're not <laughs> no. sure. We, we, we have no idea. No, we don't. But we're assuming no. We're assuming no, yes. I, I but, actually think Luke might die. But could you imagine be waiting to go see the movie and someone coming out of the theater and saying oh something gosh. like that? And that has happened to people. Like that Empire is, Strikes Back. That would be the worst. Someone, you know, someone heard someone say, I can't believe Vader is Luke's father. Could you imagine waiting in line not knowing that? And that then would hearing, be so... Right. That would be like the worst. So we need to be sensitive to that. And not talk about it right away as we leave the theater. we got to wait till we get to we the car. We can say, oh my gosh, that was awesome. Because everyone <laughs> thinks it's going to be awesome. But right. that's all. There are no spoilers there. That was awesome. Yep. But lines, I mean long lines, like hours and hours of lines, are something I'll sort of miss. So I feel like reminiscing and telling you kids a story about the time I waited in line for The Phantom Menace. Gather round, gather round. It's story time with Jedi Master Daddy. The day was May 18th, 1999. A Tuesday. But hold on, before that... The special releases of episode 4, 5, and 6 came out in 1997, right at the end of my senior year of high school. I went with friends to the nearest town that was playing the movie, Grand Forks, North Dakota, and I saw A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back at the Carmike 10 in Grand Forks. But then the huge Grand Forks flood hit, the one that made national and world headlines. And, well... I didn't get to see Return of the Jedi in the theater because there was no way to get to Grand Forks to see it. The town had been effectively evacuated and nobody could go there. And I mean, your mom lived through the flood. The, your mom was living in Grand Forks That's during this crazy. flood. So, so me not getting to see Return of the Jedi, big whoop. You know, not a big deal. In the grand scheme of things. Of course, I would like to have seen it in the theater, but I didn't. But I did get to see it back in 1983 when it first came out, and I was four years old. my family but of course we went not opening night there was no movie theater close to us you know we just went uh, over well, i don't even know christmas i think in langdon north dakota and uh side note ewoks were the best thing a four-year-old me could possibly imagine and i wanted one for a friend
So, the day was May 18th, 1999. A Tuesday. A mere seven and a half months before the big switchover to the year 2000, which was a momentous occasion everyone was looking forward to for sure. But even bigger than that? New Star Wars! A new Star Wars movie. It was an amazing feeling to get in line knowing that in less than 24 hours I was going to be watching a new opening crawl, a new first scene, new characters, new battles, all caps, NEW STAR WARS. It was a chilly 5 o'clock AM. I took the day off working at Ritz one hour photo at the mall. I cleared my schedule. I think I packed a lunch, I don't remember, but I was buying 10 tickets. I don't even remember who they were all for now. I know that one was for my brother Neil, because more than anyone, I think Neil is responsible for our family's love of Star Wars. He was into it, so the rest of us younger siblings were into it too. We all loved space growing up, and I think that was because of Neil, because of the things he liked. Anyway, I strolled up to the line at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I was probably 20th in line. I brought a lawn chair, I sat down, I think I read a book, I don't remember what book it was, probably something by Kurt Vonnegut or Ray Bradbury, I don't think I'd hit my Vonnegut phase yet, so I think it was probably Bradbury. Anyway, slowly but surely, the line grew and grew. It grew so long that it started to snake around the theater and out of sight. News crews showed up. Terry Doolam, Grand Forks' own feel-good, man-on-the-street, personal interest reporter, came and interviewed fans. He had many to choose from. There were fans who brought a generator. That's a thing that generates electricity, right? And they hooked it up to a TV so they could watch the original trilogy while they were in line. Now, this was before iPads. This was before watching video on your device. They had They brought a whole TV and and a generator so they could watch, and a VCR to put their VHS cassette tapes into the VCR to watch like, the original uh, trilogy. Uh, uh, and he watches, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, carrying my TV, uh, right, in the line? No, 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 I was getting out of line to see the TV. Yeah. Well, you know, I got to know the people in front of me and the people behind me, so if I ever had to leave the line for it a little bit to maybe go talk to someone else in line, they knew that that was me. I was in this spot in line. So I could always come back and I'd be like, hey, I'm back. So I could actually have some other friends in line further down the line. And I could, uh, I could leave my spot every once in a while just to go say hey to them and then come back to my spot. It was a really joyous atmosphere. Everybody was very happy and super nice. So Terry Doolam was interviewing these people, and uh, I think there were some other people uh, playing a Star Wars cards game that may or may not have included Pogs. There were so many fans. And I mean, I knew Star Wars was a big deal. I knew people liked it, but I didn't know that it was normal to like Star Wars. I know that. Uh. I'm glad you think so. I grew up in a really small town in North Dakota, and most of my friends didn't have older siblings. And if they did, those older siblings loved football, basketball, hunting. I lucked out, man. My older siblings, especially my oldest brother, Neil, liked Star Wars and Star Trek and computers. I hit the jackpot. 
But I never got to play Star Wars with my friends, because most of my friends had never even watched the movies. There were a couple of guys a year older than me, or two years older than me, who I could actually discuss geeky things with, thankfully. I joined them at the University of North Dakota a couple years after graduating high school. And we hung out a lot, we went to a ton of movies, and these two guys were on the receiving end of two of the tickets of the ten that I bought that day. Anyway, the day dragged on. People brought me food, I think. I don't really remember. I mean, this was 16 years ago now. So, well, sure, I was in line from 5 o'clock in the morning until midnight, you know, that night. You know, was, yeah, 5 a.m. Oh, yeah. But like I said, it was 16 years ago. So, <laughs> no, like I said, we're only going to be there like a, maybe an hour or two early. We don't have to do this anymore. But this is what I did. And I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it, though. I'm glad I did oh, it. Oh, was but it fun? <laughs> it was fun. But like I said, it was also 16 years ago. So please forgive me if my memory is a little bit fuzzy. I mean, I don't even remember everybody I bought tickets for. But the time came. 6 p.m., I think, is when the tickets went on sale. So I was already there for 11 hours. The line got all tense and everyone started actually carrying where everyone else was standing. A young woman seemed to have cut in line ahead of me, and someone actually threw an empty soda can at her. It got really, it got really nasty. Got kind of gross for a few minutes, to tell you the truth. The the ugly side of Star Wars fandom reared its head, even before people started getting all nasty about the prequels. Because everybody thought they were going to love the prequels, because everybody wanted their childhood back. That's why we were there. Our childhood. We wanted it back. We wanted to reclaim our childhood. So a bunch of adults stood in line for 12 hours to see Star Wars. Because we want to be kids. We want to feel like we did when we were kids. So I persevered. I bought my tickets. And immediately got back into line. Because I wanted good seats, you see. Now, most people didn't have cell phones in 1999. Thankfully, Neil had one, and he let me borrow it. I called him once I had the tickets, and he came and took my spot in line while I went home and showered and ate a meal. Which was probably just a microwaved burrito which is what constitutes a meal in college. I gave Neil his ticket before I left, but I kept the rest of the others, the other nine tickets, for the people who I was going to give them to. I distinctly remember driving in my old busted-up LTD down Columbia Avenue, thinking to myself, if you get into a car crash and die right now, not only will you not get to see The Phantom Menace, you will also prevent your friends from seeing it on opening night. Drive carefully. That's literally what he thought. That is what I thought. I thought to myself, don't crash. Don't crash, because then you won't get to see the movie. <laughs> but that will just... You'll just keep thinking about that, so you might act, actually yeah. crash. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, right? Well, I was very focused on my driving, while this little voice in the back of my head was saying, don't crash, don't crash, don't crash. Yeah. <laughs> but also... Another reason you should have thought in your head is because I don't want to die. I know. That's why it's funny. Because <laughs> really, I should drive carefully all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And I do. I do. 
but no, you don't. Mm, well, <laughs> usually, I usually do. But as you know, I made it back to the theater in one piece, and I waited in line for a few more hours until probably 10 or 11 o'clock p.m. They let us in, and we sat down in that small theater that I didn't realize was a small theater at the time, with non-stadium seating and a modestly-sized screen I didn't realize was modestly-sized. And we waited. Small. Not small, but not big. Not a big screen. Big medium. Yeah. I didn't realize. I thought it was a big screen. I, hadn't, I didn't know any better. I'd never been to a big theater with a big screen. Now that's pretty much all we go to. And we waited. I brought my Entertainment Weekly with Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson and Jake Lloyd and Natalie Portman on the cover. And I read it as we waited. Do you want to see it? I have it right here. You do? This is the magazine that I read. I'll put a photo of this magazine up on childrenofthefors.com. Anakin, Padme, I know. Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Yep. I can, I can tell. Look, there's the Entertainment Weekly articles. This, these are the articles that I read as I was waiting in that theater. There is something that I think is really funny. What? Um <laughs> well, I think Jar Jar's funny, yes, but something in here. It says uh, it says that anybody who's looked at the soundtrack titles knows Qui-Gon Jinn winds up on the wrong end of a lightsaber. So will Neeson's stoic pilgrim be back in some spiritual form in Episode 2, the way uh, Obi-Wan was in, in, uh, in the first sequels? The first sequels, that's interesting. The original trilogy, they mean. I really can't say is what Neeson said. But I'm going to make sure my passport is up to date. So he did, I don't even think he knew at the time, right? But people, a lot of people thought Obi-Wan was going to come back as a ghost, right? Which eventually does happen in the Clone Qui -Gon Wars. Qui-Gon Jinn? qui yes, sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. So it was really fun to, to read through Inside Star Wars, the stars, the creatures, the crew. Um, and, uh, and I read that in the theater as we waited. Waited. And waited, and waited, The theater was electric with excitement. It was buzzing. People were so happy to be there. I just talked to my friend John last week on the phone for the first time in probably four to five years. He was one of the older friends who I mentioned, uh, who I was able to geek out with when I was a kid. I asked him what he remembered from that night because he was one of the people, you know, who I gave the tickets to. And he said that one of his favorite memories was that when the lights dimmed and the theater got quiet, he could hear the sound of multiple beer cans being opened at the same time. He said he just heard like a wave of beer cans opening. Uh, because Grand Forks is a college town, and the majority of the people in that theater were in college and probably drank too much. Uh, I, I drank too much when I was in college, too, but not on this night. You don't want to get drunk in the movie for Yeah, that's this, exactly what I was thinking. Right, this was a Star Wars night, and I wanted nothing to do with beer. Drinking a beer in the theater would have made it impossible for me to recapture my childhood. My childhood had nothing to do with beer. This was Star Wars. Pure Star Wars. Nothing would sully it. So the lights dimmed and everyone became silent. Then the trailers played. But after the trailers, 
The lights dimmed even more, and everyone got really quiet. Then the 20th Century Fox logo played. And there were some cheers. It was starting. The Lucasfilm logo appeared, and people cheered some more. And then there was black. 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 Star Wars in big yellow letters, and the theater exploded! Opening crawl, opening pan from a starfield down to a ship. The word Padawan. Two Jedi in their prime. Lightsabers. Battle droids. An angry queen. Sniveling villains. Did that... Did he just push that lightsaber through a metal door? What? It was all happening. I was watching for the first time this thing that I knew I would watch so many more times. This thing I knew I would eventually share with my children so many times. And about ten minutes into this movie, the unthinkable happened. One second, and I don't remember the actual second of the movie it was, we were watching The Phantom Menace, right side up, front to back, and then flip. We were watching it upside down and backwards. A reel, because remember, movies used to be played on film reels. A reel had been rolled from front to back instead of back to front. So we went from 10 minutes in to instantly 20 minutes in playing backwards. And all of a sudden, there's upside down C-3PO talking backwards to upside down Anakin. It was madness. The theater erupted in booze. I shielded my eyes and I plugged my ears and I said, no, no, I don't want to see any of it. And they turned the lights up and shut the film off. We all shuffled out into the lobby, everybody grumbling under their breaths. Some not grumbling quietly at all. Some swearing. Some swearing, some saying things loudly. And now remember, this is past midnight already. I'd been up since about four o'clock in the morning, and I don't remember feeling the least bit tired. The theater gave us coupons for free tickets as an apology while we waited in the lobby for them to correct the mistake. I got back in line several times and got many tickets. It's one of the reasons I was, as a poor college student, able to see The Phantom Menace six more times in the theater. (laughs) Probably shouldn't have got back in line more than once, but... Eh, then nobody seemed to care. The theater was very apologetic, and I took advantage of it. So after about 20 minutes or so, they let us back into the theater, and they started it over from the beginning. And that's the story of how I got to be one of the first people in the world to see the first 10 minutes of The Phantom Menace twice. Win. Years and years later, I would recount this very story to your mother. As I told her this story, her face lit up, and she looked at me with focused eyes, almost as if I was making up something unreal. And that's because she was in the same theater. A couple years before we even met each other, we were in the same room, watching The Phantom Menace for the first time. Together. Sort of. Sort of together. 
Anyway, the movie ended and I was floored. I saw it six more times. The last of those times was the last ever showing of The Phantom Menace in that same theater. Opening night and the last showing of closing night. I even stayed until the end, hearing the Darth Vader breath and everything. Have we watched all of the credits in The Phantom Menace? At the very end of the credits, you just hear... Yeah, we have. Yeah. So that was the story of going to see episode one. Now, episode two, The Attack of the Clones, uh, I saw at that same theater in Grand Forks. It didn't get there quite as early, so we were maybe 30 people further back in line. This time I had company in the form of your Uncle Matt. We hung out in the hatchback of his Festiva because it was kind of cold outside. That was May 15th, 2002. We bought a few extra tickets for friends. One of those friends was also my girlfriend. We'd been going out for exactly three months on that day, and we didn't know it then, but it was actually the second of many, many times we would watch a Star Wars movie together. Eventually, we would even watch these Star Wars movies with our kids. Mommy! <laughs> Mommy! Mommy! I love my mommy. <laughs> uh, me too. Now I don't remember I don't really remember that much about seeing Attack of the Clones. I do remember liking it. I remember walking out of the theater thinking that it was better than The Phantom Menace, that I liked it a lot more. And now when I look back on it, I think I actually like The Phantom Menace more, but at the time, Attack of the Clones just kind of seemed better to me. I really liked the Obi-Wan story uh, where he's going to Kamino and all that stuff. Um I don't know. It's hard to hard to rank them. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. kind of hard to tell which one's better. Yeah. I yeah. think the Phantom Menace is better. You like the Phantom Menace better, Liam? Yeah, I, I think, think Attack of the Clones is a little bit better. My favorite my favorite my favorite thing in Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. watching well not watching but like playing video games on is the arena battle. Oh, the Genos and Arena battle. Yeah. 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 It's a good level. So, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Now, your mom got advance tickets on the day of release. That was May 18th, 2005. The theater that we went to was just closer to her work, and I think she got them on the way home. There was no line. She didn't have to wait in line or anything. Um, We were living here in St. Paul. We were living in this house that we're in right now. And we saw it at the Regal Egan Theater here in the Twin Cities, right by where your grandpa lives now. Uh, It's the same theater that we saw Tomorrowland in. So your mom and I went to Revenge of the Sith together, Wednesday night at midnight, May 18th, 2005. Just a year and a few weeks before you were born, Anna. So mommy and I saw all three prequel movies in the same theater together, even though we didn't know it the first time. And I can't wait to add to these stories in the coming years with you kids and your mom and my siblings, Matt. My brother who waited in line with me for Attack of the Clones, he's coming to The Force Awakens on opening night with us. Your mom, she'll be there. We'll all be there. The friends and family that I saw Star Wars with in the past, they'll be at their own theaters. Maybe not on opening night, but they're going to go. And they'll all want to talk about it. It's going to be a cultural moment. A moment so many people will be able to talk about together. And going with you two kids, going to this movie with you two, is something that I feel so lucky that I can do. And so fortunate. And I'm just, it's something that I, 
I just, uh, I really, really appreciate it. And I really, you guys are the, you know, the light of my lives and, you know, you're going to be experiencing this with, with me and I'm going to be experiencing it with you. And you're going to watch this movie so many times, but you'll always be able to remember that first time that you watched it. And it's always going to be this special thing where you went with your family and created these, these moments. And you're going to be able to talk about seeing it with your friends. And it's such a, it's such a piece of me. And I think it's a piece of you. And it's these stories that tell us who we are as people and how to be a person who has hope and how to be, you know, how to, how to think about good and evil. When I think about it, Star Wars actually helps me live a little bit. Helps you live a little bit. Star Wars. Yeah. It tells us. It tells us stuff. It's not just good. It tells us, well, it's good. It like, in a really, like, it's so cool and stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's, looks really good and it is really good well that's not just the thing it's also good because it it helps you learn helps you learn do you it's mean it has lessons in it yes it has yeah. lessons in it. and also yeah good speech daddy good speech what good speech oh about how stars can help you <laughs> oh, yeah thanks Good All right. You. Why don't you guys come I back mean. on? Why don't you guys come back on this side of the microphone? Okay. So this is not the last podcast that we're going to do before the Force Awakens, but this might be. Uh, it might be the last one. I don't know. I'm not sure what else we should do. Um, I don't. I don't want to talk about the news too much. Uh, we could do a Rebels stuff. We could do. Um, I don't know. Oh, there's a there's a new uh, six pack of Star Wars action figures, a Target exclusive that has six action figures, and none of them are female. That's something we could talk about next episode. Save the outrage for next That's episode. That's so great. Mm, hashtag Where's Ray? It's already something on Twitter, and the movie's not even out yet. That's so great. Was that sarcastic, Liam? Yeah. Yeah. That's some. That's some top-notch sarcasm there, bud. So, but you know, for now, let's just think about let's just think about how how fun it's going to be to go see this movie. And even though the marketing and the toys and all the commercial stuff around these movies, um, even though that might seem like it's 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 too much, or it might seem like it's it's taken the movies and doing something with them that is isn't in the spirit of the movie right um i mean for all we know ray is the main character of this movie and she's not being included in a in an action figure pack about the movie but you know what we can put all that aside we can leave it all behind and rise above it and just appreciate the movie because the movie is where it's at and everything follows from the movie and hopefully the marketing will catch up to how awesome i'm pretty sure how awesome this movie is going to be when it comes to representation of women and people of color and the toy lines you know they're just toys and honestly just 
take them or leave them, whatever. Give me the movies. Give me good movies. That's what we're getting. So a month away. We're almost there. It's the home stretch. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. We'll probably do some sort of a, you know, like a pre-movie show. Anticipation. What we expect to see. And then, I don't know, once that movie comes out, you guys, it's how are we going to collect our thoughts in podcast form? I have no idea. I don't know. How are we going to review the movie if we can't see it, if we can't watch it, to look at it like frame by frame like we do all the trailers? <laughs> we'll just have to remember it. Well, we'll just have to see it again Which and again, I, I guess. Which I think will be kind of easy. You think so? To remember yeah, it? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll just remember it, but I have a feeling there's stuff that we'll forget, stuff we'll miss. You know, the more times we see it, the more we'll remember. So, but for now, we're going to sign off. So thank you, everybody out there who has this in your ears right now, for taking the time to listen to uh, Storytime with Jedi Master Danny. And uh, I really appreciate it. And, you know, it's just one story. Everybody has stories like these. This is my story. It was fun to tell. I'm glad you listened. And thank you for listening to episode 16 of Children of the Force. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter at Force Children. On Facebook, we are Children of the Force. Our email is forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com. While you're on our website, click on the link on the left-hand side of the page that says Send Children of the Force a Voicemail. That'll take you to a SpeakPipe page where you can leave us a voicemail from the comfort of your computer. Tell us about the first time you saw a Star Wars movie. Maybe you were there opening night 1977 for Star Wars. Well, at the time it wasn't called A New Hope, it was just called Star Wars. Uh, and uh, maybe you want to tell us a little story about that. We would love to hear it. And finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. Doing so will make it easier for more people to find us. And it'll feed my ego. For Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may the Force be with No. Nope. That doesn't make sense. It didn't. There was no 2000. 1999 was the year before the year 2000. Mm hmm. 1999. We call it 1999. Yes. So you oh. have never lived in a time when the first two digits of the year were 19. When I was born in 1979, right? 2000 happened, right? So, and then ever since that, it's been 2001, 2002, 2003. Yeah, I know it's it's weird to hear the year 1999. It wasn't 2000, 1999. It was just 1999.